Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series from the book of Isaiah with this message entitled, When Men Tell You. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Isaiah chapter 8. Now here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let's turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 8 and verse 20. The Protestants, of course, uh, glory in this principle of sola scriptura. But that principle is here in chapter 8 and verse 20. Scripture alone is the authority. Scripture alone divine truth. Scripture alone, the very word of God. Infallible, inerrant, sufficient, clear, and so on for our salvation. But it can be twisted uh, by people, especially evangelicals, can twist this principle to promote autonomy. Remember uh, John Calvin's view of the church. The church is the mother. It is in the church the word of God is interpreted and proclaimed. But people can twist it and say, well, I don't need church, I don't need anybody, I am the Bible. And so they have done so. It, It became a principle of curse promoting their own independence and autonomy. Now, when we say the scripture alone is authority, we don't mean that. We mean that for faith and practice, scripture alone is authority as it proclaimed and taught in the church of God. Roman Catholics certainly would oppose this principle because They are interested in traditions as well as the living voice of the church and all that. So they don't appreciate the sola aspect of this statement, sola scriptura. Sola means what? Alone, only. They do believe in the authority of scripture. But they don't believe in what? The sola aspect of it, that it, the scripture alone is the authority. They have different authorities. One is scripture. But here in chapter 8 and verse 20, we are given the sola scriptura principle and we are told that everything else Every opinion of man, everything else, whether they relate to salvation or whether they relate to the cosmos, everything must be judged whether these opinions and ideas conform to the scripture. And so, verse 19, beginning with, Verse 19, when men tell you, when men tell you, these are men in the church. These were men of Judah, 
and Israel. Now keep this in mind, what uh, Professor Frame speaks in his book, uh, Theology of, of the Lordship of Christ, the Doctrine of God. Uh, he brings this idea of historical election and eternal election. The nation Israel were historically chosen to receive God's revelation and so on. They were to function as light in the world. And through circumcision you come into the nation Israel. Just like through baptism you come into the church. But all who are Israel are not Israel. Romans 9 verse 6. All Israel are not Israel. Vast majority of Israelites were not true Israelites. They were only historically chosen. But they were not what? Eternally chosen. And this is the same today in the church. Through baptism, whether infant baptism, believers baptism, it doesn't make any difference. People come into the church and join the church, affirm whatever needs to be affirmed according to the constitution of the church. And then they hear the word of God and whatever they do. But a good number of them are only what? Historically chosen not eternally chosen. Therefore, the word of God will not make any dent upon their life. And when you preach the word of God, they stare at you. Meaning that the natural man doesn't receive things that are spiritual. Only through the Holy Spirit, the word of God enters into a person and understands that uh, and lives in accordance with that. Let's make that very clear. And it is true in a home. You can preach the gospel. It's amazing. Uh, everybody is not going to be saved, generally speaking. So, look at verse uh, 19. When men tell you these are men of the church, they hate the word of God. They are not born of God. They have no interest in sola scriptura. They are fascinated by the opinions of men. They are modernists. They have come of age. It is time they would say that we jettisoned these old conceptions. When men tell you Oh, these are, I said, the new Gnostics, the neo-Gnostics. When men tell you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter should not a people, there the Hebrew word, the idea is people of God. In contrast to the nations, the people, people of God, should not a people inquire of their God. Why consult? the dead on behalf of the living. That's a little mocking, a little sarcasm. I mean, you must be stupid to talk to the dead concerning living. 
Now comes the sola scriptura principle in the Old Testament. To the law and to the testimony. Notice in verse 16, bind up the testimony, seal up the law among my disciples. In other words, there is Isaiah and a few disciples of his. The disciple means what? Learners. Those who learn. Learn what? The word of God. They and they alone treasure the word of God. They are excited about it. They don't stare. They, they will raise their hands. They praise God. They will say hallelujah. There's a response. The other person sits and stares. Because there is nothing in them. And the other person sometimes will raise their hands and, Oh, praise you, oh God, hallelujah, glory. There's something is happening within them because there is some response. And so, the, the law and the testimony, meaning the word of God, given by revelation, is with whom? The disciples. They love it. They keep it. They treasure it. And they learn it. They proclaim it. They memorize it. I told to the, those uh, that I counsel for magic, I said, memorize chapter 5 of Ephesians. Then I said, read through the book of Proverbs and uh, learn principles of how to raise children. And don't listen to mediums and spiritists and modernists and psychologists and dummies. God has given us a book. And you must study it and learn principles. Don't go to Dobson to learn how to do it. You go to the Bible. Go to the sociologist, no, psychologist, no. Don't go to child development principle, I cannot stand it. These are all mutterings. It's not the word of God. The inerrant, infallible, absolute, authoritative, everlasting principles. And you pay attention to that, everything is going to be all right. So then, here it is, to the law and to the testimony. If they do not, that is, these modernists who arise in the church, St. Paul said, among yourselves will rise people, crazies, pretenders, opposers of truth, to the law and to the testimony. If they, such people, you see, you must know the law and the testimony. You must know the word of God so that when people preach the mutterings of men, you will be able to know he is lying. He is propagating falsehood. And you are alert. And you could see that when you listen to a radio or a television or do, if you are God's people, you would say, he's lying. He's a, he's a cook. He's a charlatan. He's a fraud. He's a manipulator. He, he wants to make money and he's going to fool you. And he's going to tell you whatever you want to hear as long as you send money right away. Today, 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 you know. Today, you must write a check today. If they do not speak according to the law and to the testimony, they have no light of dawn in them. In other words, they are steeped in darkness. Their eyes are blind. They don't have eyes, they only have holes. 
He spoke about a type of fish. They only have holes, eyes that do not see, ears that don't hear. And so that's why you must teach the children the word of God. When they go to school, when they hear all these stupid things, they will come home and tell you, you know, they are teaching stupid things over there. Oh yeah, because the Holy Spirit will, in that child, will reveal, hey, that's wrong, this is wrong, they are wrong, teachers are wrong, professors are wrong. So the question is, we must always ask the question, your opinion, what you are saying, is it according to scripture? And scripture speaks about marriage, children, family, government, politics, science. It speaks about everything. And if it is not according to the scripture, it is falsehood, it's lie. It is the word of Satan. It is wisdom from below. And behind it all is Satan. He is the liar and father of all lies. So then here it is. If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Now then, let me read to you from Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 1. A few, few lines. Although the light of nature and the works of creation and providence do so far manifest the goodness, wisdom, and power of God as to leave men unexcusable, yet are they not sufficient to give that knowledge of God and of his will, which is necessary unto salvation. You don't know how to be saved by looking at the sun or the tree or cellular biology. It doesn't tell you. Therefore, it pleased the Lord at sundry times and in diverse manners to reveal himself and to declare that his will unto his church. And afterwards, for better preserving and propagating the truth and for the more sure establishment and comfort of the church against the corruption of the flesh and the malice of Satan and of the world to commit the same holy unto writing, which maketh the holy scripture to be most necessary. The authoritative infallible revelation is in the holy scriptures. And if anybody comes and tells you that I have some additional revelation. Uh, this stupid man by name Harold Camping, he, he, he thought uh, he had some additional revelation. And I told him, I said, uh, that you must repent. But he doesn't want to repent. And you will hear it. If you don't have the word of God in you, <laughs> people will come and tell you, I have the real thing now. Sit down, let me tell you. Yeah, it's coming to me. And he's going to empty your pocket. All right? The authority of the Holy Scripture for which it ought to be believed and obeyed dependeth not upon the testimony of any man or church, but wholly upon God who is truth itself, the author thereof, and therefore it is to be received because it is the word of God. And this is the basis for Ventilian apologetics. God has spoken. 
the whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for his own glory, man's salvation, faith and life, is either expressly set down in scripture, or by good and necessary consequence may be deduced from scripture, unto which nothing at any time is to be added whether by new revelations of the Spirit, you see, they knew it in the 17th century, or traditions of men. Nevertheless, we acknowledge the inward illumination of the Spirit of God to be necessary for the saving understanding of such things as are revealed in the Word. Otherwise, what happens? You stare. You sit and what? Stare. Because the Holy Spirit is not working in you. You are only historically chosen. Not eternally chosen. Therefore, there is no effectual call. There is no regeneration. There is no Holy Spirit doing anything. The wind blows where it listed. So there you have then uh, the whole idea of sola scriptura. Uh, in the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 1, articles 1, 4, 6, and 10. Let's turn to Jeremiah, chapter 6, and verse 16. This is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the modern paths. Now, what does it say? Ask for... The ancient paths. Here it has reference to the Holy Scriptures, the law, the prophets, the writings, the Psalms, the Holy Scriptures. Stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths. In other words, back to the Bible. Ask where the good way is. You see, that book will show you what? The good way. That book points to a person, Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And what you will find rest for your souls. But what you said, we will not walk in it. I have seen people, you try to tell them the word of God. And you could tell the attitude. It says what? They don't speak uh, directly to me. It is a, it's not accepted uh, way of doing things. But you could tell more or less, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not interested in what you are saying. We will not walk in it. But son, it's the good way. Son, if you don't walk in it, you don't get any rest, any salvation, any peace, son. It's not my word. It is the ancient path. It is God's word given to us through his prophets. It's the infallible word. It's the unchanging word of the Holy One. And he has the right to tell you how to live. We don't know how to live. You are restless. You are confused. You are lost. Go back to the Bible. That's a good way. 
Son, it's a good way. And it says, you will find rest for your souls. And you finally see him standing and calling, come unto me. Come unto me. He is the way. He says, come unto me. I will give you what? Learn of me. Hallelujah. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. And so on. Let's, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 2. Uh, beginning with verse 11. Has a nation ever changed its gods? The answer is what? No. It's supposed to be no. Yet they are not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glory. The word glory there means God. Exchanged their glory for worthless idols. The mutterings of men, necromancy, modernism, spiritism, fortune telling, unbelieving philosophies, scientism. Be appalled at this, O heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have committed two sins. What is sin number one? They have forsaken me, the spring of living water. The spring of living water. This is what Jesus said he would give to the Samaritan woman. The spring of living water. That is the first sin. They have forsaken me. The spring of living water. That would have quenched their thirst. Your thirst. That would have given you rest. That would have given you life. That would have given you hope. And have dug for. Dug their own cisterns. This is the philosophy of mutterings. Human ideas. Human words. You scratch your head and say, I know what to do. This is called leaning on your own understanding. This is our own political solution. But, but, and God is mocking right here. I mean, he is looking at it. Dug their own cisterns. But what's the problem with cisterns? <laughs> it's broken cisterns. It holds no water. You are a fool. People in this church, brought up in this church, they heard the word of God. And what did they do? They turned their back. They turned their back on the spring of living water. That would have given you life, encouragement. It would have sustained you. And then you went, oh, where are you going? I want to build a cistern. That cistern is always what? Broken. There is no other way for quenching your thirst. And Jesus stood up on the last day of the festival. If anyone is thirsty, come. Come and drink. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Let's turn to Second Corinthians 10, the famous verse uh, that... You should all know, uh, sola scriptura is taught there. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God 
and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. All opinions, all ideas, all thoughts Satan put into our head, we will bring it and make it obedient to Christ. That's what Jesus said when he, when he was asked, tempted to make bread out of stone. What did he say? It is written, that is making every thought subject to Christ. Subject to the word of God. That I am a man of the word of God. I am governed by the word of God. What you are saying is against the word of God. Therefore I will not do what you are saying. Sola Scriptura principle working in your life. Turn to Galatians chapter 1. Chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. That's a curse. Here is the apostle by inspiration of the Holy Spirit pronounces a curse upon those who come and tell you to consult mediums and spiritists. Be modern. Pastor, be modern. Let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, he repeats, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. In other words, scripture is the touchstone. You test the authenticity of a metal or whatever it is, with the touchstone and see whether it is authentic or not. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 30 and mark that a particular verse because it will come in handy when you rebel against God's truth. It will tell you why you rebel. Isaiah 39 through 11. These are rebellious people, deceitful children, children unwilling to listen to the Lord's instruction. That means these are not disciples. Disciple is one who listens and hears and receives the Lord's instruction. They say to the seers, see no more visions. <laughs> I'm paying you two dollars and a chicken leg. And you are the pastor, please don't what? See any visions, meaning for modern application, don't preach from the Bible. Don't preach from the Bible. See no more visions. See, that's why I don't go and stand at the end to shake hands, because I don't want to li listen to what you have to say. <laughs> I just keep moving. <laughs> you see, I know it. You see, people, if they really want to tell you something, they are waiting for that handshake. But in this church, you don't get a chance. <laughs> they say, you know, Pastor, I didn't agree with you. I don't care what you agreed or not agreed. <laughs> they say to the seers, see no more visions, and to the prophets, what? Give us no more visions of what? What is right. 
In other words, give us lies. Give us what is wrong. You see, these, these are crises. See, good is bad and bad is good. Right is wrong and wrong has become right. They became twisted, historically chosen, yes. Oh, now we know. Tell us pleasant things. Tell us what? Pleasant things. In other words, don't ever preach sin. Don't ever say that you must repent. Don't ever say, God says this is the way we should live. Don't tell me how my magic should work. Don't tell me what I should do with my children. Don't tell me how I should uh, support my family or not. Don't tell me any of those things. Always tell me what? Pleasant things. <laughs> That's what we do in this church every Sunday. We, is that true? We, don't you think we are speaking pleasant things? I think so. Pleasant things. Tell me pleasant things, prophesy what? Illusions. Oh, lies, prophesy. You see, they know it's lie, and they love lies, and they, I want to hear more lies. That's what Ahab had, 400 of them, sitting there and lying. And notice, leave this way, get out. They're telling that to the prophet. Leave this way. Get off this path. And finally, here it is. It is very applicable to you. You are sitting way behind, but uh, it's still applicable to you. Let me tell you, pastoral ministry is a difficult task because it involves what? Confronting. People uh, in modern times, they don't like to do that. It's a dangerous task. And um, most preachers don't do it. And most churches have become churches where pleasant things are spoken. Illusions. Stop confronting us. Father, have you stopped confronting the children? Mother, have you stopped confronting children? Our job is to confront. Confront somebody with truth. Oh, now I know why people are angry. What is the reason? Somebody confronts. Somebody speaks about the Holy One. His claim. His word. His truth. Stop confronting us with the Holy One. I want to do what I want to do. Please don't tell me the will of the Holy One of Israel. Get off this path. Let's uh, look at one more scripture, Matthew chapter 4. But let's look at what Jesus Christ, how did Jesus Christ govern his life? He believed in the sola scriptura. And here is chapter 4, is the chapter, chapter speaking about temptation. Verse 3, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these Stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Gegraptai. Perfect passive in Greek means it happened in the past, but the 
effect of it continues to the present. In other words, scripture is authoritative now as it was before. God is speaking to me now from the scripture. It is authoritative. I am his disciple. I will obey the word of God. It is written, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 6, if you are the son of God, he said, you see, it doesn't go away. <laughs> uh, Throw yourself down for it is written. He quotes scripture, he manipulates and twists scripture. Satan is very adept in doing that. Just like the cults. The cults, all cults, they manipulate scripture. Here it is, verse 7. Jesus answered him, it is also written... Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And verse 9, all this I will give it to you. He said, if you will bow down and worship me, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. So now we know who is the author of this mutterings, <laughs> this philosophy. Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Such words lead one only to darkness, stumbling and distraction. Only the entrance of God's word gives us light to live by. Philosophy of mutterings can only damn the hearers. Now let me read to you what John Wesley said which you have heard before. I'm a creature of a day passing through life as an arrow through the air. I'm a spirit come from God and returning to God just hovering over the great gulf till a few moments hence. Few moments hence. I'm no more seen. I drop into an unchangeable eternity. I want to know one thing, the way to heaven, how to land safe on that happy shore. God himself has condescended to teach me the way. For this very end he came from heaven. He has written it down in a book. Oh, give me that book. At any price, give me the book of God. I have it. Here is knowledge enough for me. Let me be homo unius libri. A man of one book. Here then I am far from the busy ways of men. I sit down alone. Only God is here. In his presence I open. I read his book. For this end. To find the way to heaven. Don't let men tell you to consult mutterings. Learned men they are. But they are wise fools. To the law and to the testimony. Read it, understand it, memorize it, meditate upon it, 
Recite it when you go to bed. Recite it when you get up from the bed. And above all, do what it says. And you will know the blessing. You will find rest for your soul. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Join us next week for more transforming Bible teaching.